everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Adults. My name is Glenn King. I am a adult film director slash producer slash sometimes performer slash podcast host, radio host, uh, author, rock star, all of those things. Although part of that I just made up. But uh, my job today is to bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious. Now, quick note about this podcast. Later on in the podcast, you do hear a little bit of electronic interference in the background. I do apologize about that. But sometimes that's what happens when you go out on the road. And hopefully this doesn't interfere too much with your enjoyment of the podcast. Now, today is a very, very special day because we have with us one of the most beautiful and talented and intelligent women in all of adult entertainment. She is not only an adult film performer, but she is also known as the Crypto Queen, an expert in the world of crypto technology and crypto coin. She is the great Brenna Sparks. Yay, Brenna Sparks. Brenna, uh, just start off by telling people your Twitter because they're gonna have to go look at you. Um, my Twitter page is Brenna Sparks with three X's. And uh, I also have a safer work account, Brenna Spark Zero X. Okay, everybody go check her out. Just to set the table here, we're in her palatial mansion. She is, um, what are you, 19 or 20 years old? I'm 27. Are you really? Jeez, <laughs> That's okay. a compliment. I thought, okay. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I honestly you. thought Brenna was like 19 or 20. She's stunningly gorgeous Asian. She's wearing blue leggings that were painted on. A sports bra that's got her big boobs just just um, aching to burst out, and she's stunning. So that's what you guys can picture as we're talking to her. All right, well, we're going to sort of do three things in this podcast. We're going to talk about her background, her time in the porn industry. Then we're going to do something for me, which is having her explain crypto and how to buy Bitcoin and stuff like that, because I tried last week and failed. Mm -hmm. So I need to talk to somebody much younger than me to explain these things. And then, and then we're going to get some advice from her. Okay. So, all right, let's start off with your background a little bit. Were you a nerd growing up? Um, let's see. I wouldn't say I was a nerd. I just hung out with lots of boys when I was younger. I was into, you know, WWF, and I stopped watching probably up until I was in middle school. Um, I just, uh... I like to play in the mud and like played with bugs, um, video games. Uh, I had boyish haircut. Um, I think it's because my dad wanted me to be a boy. <laughs> so, and I was yeah. always surrounded by guys. Um, right now, I would say I'm more of a nerd. I hang out with lots of nerds and I collect Funko Pops. I have. Lots of them and more over there. And what is a Bunko Pop? It's a Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Yeah, they're like little characters of like, yeah. right here, there's Rick and Morty, Stranger Things. Like, I'm like a toy collector. Yes. I love collecting toys. I see, okay. I have like right here, over there, some in my room. Um, you also have a bookshelf that has Kurt Vonnegut on it. So <laughs> you actually have read Slaughterhouse Five, or that's just up there for decoration? Um, I haven't read that yet. Okay, it's no. a great book. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the greatest of all time. And he's one of the greatest authors of all time. But at least you have a full bookshelf. I used of to books. do um, drop shipping as well before um, I got into porn, and I used to sell like books on Amazon. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I learned a little bit on that. So I have lots of books even in that room. <laughs> Impressive. Okay. Um, let's see. Right now I'm learning how to do, I'm learning how to code. Um, I'm learning Python. I'm actually surrounded by lots of coders. Um, my best friend's a coder. A coder. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to go to conventions and like people I used to date are coders as well. So um I just decided to just learn, and um, it's been a month now. So, will you be able to write your own apps? Is that what you have in mind, um, or right now? Code. Right now, I'm not sure like what I would want to learn to code, but um, maybe games. You know, games seems fun. Um, I like that. Still not sure. Absolutely. I, I wrote my own uh, statistical. It was like a baseball game when uh -huh. I was. You know, much younger, many, many years ago. It was written in Fortran or Pascal or something. Uh -huh. Languages that aren't even around anymore. Oh, but wow. back then, we had to actually type every line of code out. Wow, you know how to code. 
Well, I knew how to code <laughs> in Fortran 30 years ago, but I do recall the joy then of, you know, okay, home run, and then we'd have a little graphical thing showing a ball going over a wall or something like that. That was fun. It was fun making it. There's like a joy in make, in creating something that's yours. Yeah. It's kind of something that I might want to do after porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like backup. Yeah. Like, you know, plan C. Yeah. Plan B would be crypto investments. Plan C would be coding. <laughs> you got to have a plan. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Porn doesn't last forever, although, mm-hmm. you know, it can be lucrative for a long time. Yeah. Well, so then that sort of makes you a porn anomaly because 98% of the sets you go on, they want you to play sort of a dumb, airheaded little young girl, right? Yeah, I, I would say I play that majority of time. One, um, I have a high-pitched voice, and it's very squeaky, so I guess that kind of... Um, cute is the word, not yeah. squeaky, cute. Yes, <laughs> cute. It's a cute voice. Yeah, um, I actually shoot a lot of um, like stepdaughter, you know stepsister roles and um i play like that whole like you know bubbly persona and um yeah i would say like i i play like the dumb role a lot does that is that challenging for you or do you just love the maybe it's sort of a little mental vacation for you to play somebody dumber instead i like being like kind of like the bubbly and just like you know the ditzy and giggly thing sometimes so (laughs) and the whole like i love stuffed animals and all that in pink so i don't mind yeah, see, and now for us, you played the uh, dominant uh, cheerleader. Yeah, and actually, I, was rem- I remember I was, like, asking you tips, like, how can I become more of a, a dom? Yeah. Yeah. But you picked it up really fast, yeah. and, and I thought you were great. The, the You know, we, we just had a scene that we were going to do with you mm-hmm. that we postponed, mm-hmm. and, you know, we I think we were... For some reason, I can't remember the plot of it at the moment, but I know it had you doing something smarter, like you were a crypto criminal. Really? Yes. Wow, that would have been so fun. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, very soon, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, it'll give you a chance to, to put more of your everyday personality into the role instead mm-hmm. of trying to think, okay, how can I be dumber today? How can I really come across uh, as, as cute and not intimidate guys? Cause they, uh, why do you think that... Uh, they want us to play the whole dumb roles. You think that's what sells? Yes, to some degree mm-hmm. it is, but also there's, and this is what we talked about earlier, me getting on a rant. And maybe I pulled uh-huh. it. Okay, so this is great. It gives me a chance to go off on one of my rants about mm-hmm. lack of creativity in the uh-huh. porn industry. So here's the problem with the industry. We are a copycat industry. Mm-hmm. Just like in the NFL, if one team wins the Super Bowl and they're running a 3-4 defense, then uh-huh. everybody in the league is running a 3-4 defense the next year. Uh-huh. That's how porn is. Like People look around and they go, everyone else is making stuff with 18-year-old girls called Teen Runaways Number 7. Uh-huh. And so they go, well, that's what we should be doing. Uh-huh. And they're not doing enough research into what sells and, and so on. And what's changed for the industry, like... When I put up a clip, so I, I take every scene I put up and I put it on Clips for Sale. Uh-huh. And I also have a membership website. But I can look at and see, well, what, like, boy, these cuck queen scenes that I've been doing, for example, where it's a female cuckold. Uh-huh. Boom, they go straight to the top of the charts the second that I put it on there. Uh-huh. So I know that that's a category that we should be doing more of. So it's just statistics, basically. It's laziness, I think, in, in that they're all assuming that... This is what sells. They're yeah. assuming that's what sells, but that's not necessarily the case because those same companies are constantly complaining on Twitter. Uh-huh. The business sucks these days. Everyone's taking away or all these uh, tube sites are ruining my business. Mm-hmm. And that like people are switching over to OnlyFans and premium Snapchat. Yeah. And so here's why is because if I make the same scene over and over again uh-huh. and don't do anything to make it unique, then people could look at the content and go... Yeah. Oh man, you put out another teen runaway scene. Well, I've already, you've already got a thousand of those for free on mm-hmm. Have they said that? Pornhub. Um, it, it's not like we've gotten feedback. Oh, definitely, you, yeah. people give me feedback like that all the time. But but you know, you talk to the consumer. Like uh-huh. for me, the value. I hate traveling, but going home every once in a while and talking to my old friends outside the industry is a good thing because then they'll say, 
yeah, we got tired of of the you know teen runaway videos, uh-huh. and I think it's up to every porn producer to meet the challenge of coming up with stuff that's unique. What you're that's seeing, true. I've been seeing um I've been seeing kind of like a lot of just the same things. Exactly. Um, right now I've been noticing that uh they're dabbling into uh more cosplay. Yes. Yeah. Cosplay is really, really, really popular. I noticed on like mini vids and like cam girls selling content because they love doing cosplay. And I noticed that some of them are trying to do a little bit of different things too. Yeah. It's a little risky. It's because hard. Cause you don't know what will sell. You don't know what's going to sell in that mm-hmm. world, but also there's going to be some legal challenges that happen eventually with um, the companies coming back and saying. I get it, it's a parody, but you stole my trademark to everything to put in your video here. Yeah, that's why they tried changing up the names a little bit and the character names. Yeah, like Three Stooges, though, came after, I think it was Jeff Mullen who had put out a Three Stooges parody. And so the estate <laughs> sued him and said, oh, they you've did? stolen our wow. trademarks, and he had to scrap the video. And that... And, like, I'm assuming he had to pay a fine, too. I think he just settled with them where basically he took it off the market, but he may have had to pay them a fine as well. I Uh mean, you know, they settled. It it wasn't, he didn't win. Uh And so I've always been concerned that, and I've talked to my lawyer about it and and he's like, boy, I mean, there's, there's certainly a law that says if you make a parody, you're protected. So that's why you want to call it not Batman triple X or something like that. But at the same time, they can come at you for likeness issues and say, yeah, you can make your parody, but you can't use the Batman costume. And so then the question comes into like, well, what can you, when you're doing cosplay or cosplay, what can costume can you wear that's uh-huh. legal? Or I'm how, what alterations do you have to exact. make to the costume? Yeah, I'm assuming it can't be exact and you can't, it can't be like Jon Snow, you know, it has to be like... John Black or something. <laughs> well, I don't know because these companies haven't, to date, they haven't yeah. bothered to come after the porn companies because they're benefiting from it. I mean, whenever you So when they you kind of out, like it a little bit at the same time. They do. Yeah. They don't admit it, but I think mm-hmm. in most cases they like it because it just drives more people to watch their movies. Yeah, more traffic. Like fan fiction has mm-hmm. always helped comics, right? Yeah. And I can remember, uh, I liked watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. And I know that all these people were at the time were writing these these um, pornographic fiction things, putting them on the internet of mm-hmm. Buffy and Angel and describing the sex between them, and it helped people want to go watch this stuff. Um, I I noticed like a lot of people are doing like Game of Thrones porn right now, so I would only think that that is helping. I would think so. They had a lot of sex scenes in the show, too. Do they? Okay, <laughs> a lot I've of never... <laughs> Yeah, Game of Thrones. I, I don't really watch that show. I'm, I know it's great, but the only thing I've actually watched is Avengers. And uh-huh. I know you guys that are listening to the podcast, you want to talk Avengers because the spoiler ban has been <laughs> officially lifted, but Brenna has not seen it yet, so we're not talking Avengers here. Um, but let's talk about, and by the way, everybody, you're listening to Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and the great Brenna Sparks, and uh, now we're going to talk to her about her first few porn sets. So what was your, who was your first scene for? Uh, my first scene was for Naughty America. I was shooting with Ryan Triller. Yeah, he's so, good. Yeah, so it was like already I was shooting with, uh, you know, a top male talent. Um, I was so, so nervous. Um I was saying, like, when I first started the industry, I was so scared, and I didn't really know how to shoot, what makes a good scene. Um, I closed my eyes a lot in the scene, and then, I guess, later on, I was like, eye contact is what makes it really, really hot. Right. So, I was such a newbie, and uh, I was very, very scared. But a lot of people liked that scene, but, uh, yeah, you could tell I was probably a little scared and nervous. Um... Let's see, I did nude modeling. Uh, I started on Model Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, what what opportunities came out of that? It was for a guy for his clips for sale, you know? And at that time, I was like, now looking back at it, I was like, wow, clips for sale has been around for so long. And that dude's store right now has, is probably successful because he's like 
uh, OG. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have store yeah. number number sixteen hundred or so, which mm-hmm. means like I was there in two thousand. I did my first clips for sales store in two thousand three, I think. Yeah, I tried making a clips for sales store, but um, their site seems very outdated and very confusing, so I never made one. Well, it is, but they understand one thing that's very important, and that's traffic. Uh-huh. So they just have millions of people coming to the site, mm-hmm. and that's what makes Clips for Sale great as opposed to well, – they're all great. I Want Clips, Minivids mm-hmm. is great too, but they have a lot more traffic than I Want Clips and Minivids. And I, so think so. I think so. They make uh, more money. Yeah. I think uh, Clips for Sale is good for people who want like more fetish stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just – I love that when I want to upload a clip to Minivids, it takes me five minutes. Mm-hmm. And when I want to upload a clip to um, Clips for Sale, it takes me a little longer. The, the process is more complicated. But um, Okay, so you got started. You were doing nude modeling and everything. Yeah, you started doing porn. And then um, you really started finding this is this is your, your jam. Kind of just, just like, let me just take it to the next step. What more can I do? Yeah. And I, I didn't think I was going to be in the industry that long. But um, I ended up really liking it and... I developed a fan base and, you know, everyone's going to see my, you know, boobs and butt out there, right? Yeah. I was just going to be like, I'm just going to stay with it. Because a lot of people, when they get, you know, outed, um, they quit. Yeah. But it's like, you know, everyone knows now. Right. So I just felt like, just keep going. Well, it's obviously something you're good at. So. Yeah. And I like what I do and... She has a black cat by the name of what's his name? Well, she has a lot of names. Um, Zoe, I call her Wellington Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Adorable little cat here. This is Stray, founder in Chicago, near like a pizza pizza place. He's cute. She's cute. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk next with her about uh, crypto technology here before we get back to porn. But first, I need to talk about our sponsor, Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is the first and only chewable erectile dysfunction pill that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Oh. Yeah. So it's very cool. So it's chewable, and that means that you get – it works a lot faster. Have you ever tried those gas station uh, enhancement things? Yeah, I've tried a variety of things over the years. Some of them kind of work, and then some of them don't work so well. I would feel like, like, uh, I would feel like if I was taking them, like my heart rate would go off. Yeah. Um, Well, the gas station things are sort of Viagra-like mostly, Mm -hmm. and they they give you. They do. There are some brands that they've sort of found the active ingredients somehow. I can't remember exactly how that works, but the problem there is that it gives me a massive headache. The whole uh-huh. point of the Viagra is to um, increase the blood flow to your uh-huh. blood vessels, and the ones that are in your head mm-hmm. feel like you're squeezing your eyeballs and oh, so on. gosh. So for me, Cialis and the real Cialis has always been the way to go, uh-huh. but now I'm getting it through Blue Chew, uh-huh. which... So now you can get generics, basically. Okay. So you're getting the same ingredients... As you're getting in Cialis, and then that, for me, that'll work for two or three days. I would hate to have, like, a headache during sex. <laughs> That's why I can't do Viagra. I mean, ideally, if you're performing in a porn scene like myself, yeah. you would want, um, uh, you would want to just take Viagra and just have your dick hard for a couple of hours while you're doing mm-hmm. the scene. Cialis is your second best choice, but then it's, I don't want to perform with a headache. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, so here's the thing. So now I'm doing my female rape series where females are raping me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling it, I think I'm going to call it When Porn Stars Attack. But, mm-hmm. you know, so so let's say I put Brenna in this thing. And I'm doing a scene with Brenna, boy-girl scene. Okay. I'm 50 years old. I need to have, it's not just that I need to have my dick hard. It's that I need the confidence of knowing that my dick is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And that is why I use Blue Chew. I just take one the night before and then another mm-hmm. the day of the scene if I need to. And so far I've performed in, I don't know, 300 scenes or something. I've never had any problem. Uh, so um, I recommend everybody use Blue Chew. So go to bluechew.com, use our promo code ADULT, A D U L T, and you'll be able to get it for free. So you can try it out, and uh, they're going to charge you $5 for shipping, but you can try out Blue Chew. So just so you understand, this is uh, something that you do not have to go to your pharmacy for. You do not have to go 
to a doctor to get a prescription. It is all online. All you got to do is go to bluetooth.com, type in the little box that says, what is your ailment? I am having trouble with erections. A doctor will review it, write a legal prescription for you, and then it gets shipped right to your home in a discreet package. So um, no going to the pharmacy and then having them ask that question. They always do of us guys where they go, sir, did you have any questions about the dick pills that we're giving you? Uh, that are helping you that because you can't get it up properly and you know it's embarrassing so you don't have to do that anymore go to bluechew.com okay so getting back to Brenna now we're going to do the, the reason that we're here the reason I'm here today <laughs> because I tried to buy some bitcoin uh-huh. last week or two weeks ago and I got very confused because you got to get a wallet and then you have to get the actual bitcoin and I got confused because then it started asking me for personal information, like uh-huh. your social security number. Mm-hmm. And I was worried, is this right? I don't know. Uh, so you need to come to an expert like the crypto queen, Brenna Sparks. Those are centralized exchanges that they asked you for all those informations. But I think the simplest method of buying cryptocurrency would be Cash App. Cash App. Yeah. Do you have a Cash App? I don't, but I know I can easily download Cash App uh, on my so phone. It's so easy. Okay. It literally takes a few clicks. Um, let me show you. Okay. See? So you go to Cash App right here. Maybe um, I do have that. That looks familiar. See, look at Cash App. I like to send mm. sometimes uh, my friends money. Yeah, right there. Well, it's in the, the store, but I'm downloading it now okay. on my phone. But I think I have, might have an account already. Okay. You should download days. it. Well, oh, yeah. It. It's from Square. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have this. Okay. So right here, look at you can see, um, you could um, see. you could buy or sell Bitcoin. That's it. That's yeah. all I had to do was use the Cash App to $10, buy. Ten thousand dollars is the limit. Okay. A day you yeah. can move your funds. Okay. And it's so simple. See, ten thousand per week. Oh. I think I think for someone that doesn't know much about cryptocurrency or how to buy it, I think this is the simple way because. Um, it's one of the top um, apps in the store, and um, a lot of people know about Cash App. So to clarify for everybody what just happened, Brenna went onto the Cash App and showed me that you can basically transfer money from your bank account or credit card into cash on the, the Cash App that you can download onto your iPhone. And then there's an option on there that says buy Bitcoin. It's as simple as that. So. Well, let's go back to the basics of, of crypto technology for a moment here. So like most of us who are my age, <laughs> we've used money for all of our lives. Uh-huh. Um, money that is assigned a, uh, you know, currency is worth something because it can be measured in what you can buy with it at mm-hmm. the grocery store or on a foreign exchange that currency is tied to other currencies. And so the price of the American dollar, for example, is very stable. Mm-hmm. However, now we have this new technology, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. How is cryptocurrency different? I understand it's a peer-to-peer transactional. Um, well, it's it's pretty much simple. Like it's pretty similar, like cash, where it is peer-to-peer. And um, when you give someone cash, you can't really do like a chargeback. You know, it's pretty much the same as that. But uh, what's different is that. Um, like me as an adult performer, I had have my bank account closed because I, you know, do porn. And, um, you know, they don't really want to tell you that they closed it because of that. But like pretty much yeah. in their, you know, terms of service, they pretty much say like those are the things that they don't support. It's not a coincidence yeah. that thousands of porn performers have had their bank accounts uh-huh. taken away. Yeah, lots of them do. And um, so... This is one of the reasons why um, cryptocurrency, I think, is really good for the adult industry. Um, not only that, but uh, for banks, they it takes a while to send funds, you know, whereas right. cryptocurrency is pretty instant. Um, well, like certain other coins, it's, you know, depends on how long it takes, but it is fairly quick compared to the bank. Um, you can also send you know, millions of dollars, and it's still just as quick. Um, also, it's not just the adult industry that has problems with banks, it's people who are in the marijuana business. Absolutely. Or, you know, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, no, there are things like yeah. I was looking into it because I need to hire some people to do some graphics for me that are outside the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, do they the have people issues? in the Philippines. Yeah, they they just you just can pay in graphics? Bitcoin. Well, no, it's oh. like when you're paying people internationally. You can use PayPal, but then a lot of guys don't want to use PayPal anymore because mm. PayPal has screwed people yeah, over the years. Yeah, I don't like PayPal because they close also like adult performers' accounts. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a problem for me as well. I don't like to use PayPal. It's a, you know it's something personal, but I'm trying to buy graphics designers in the Philippines or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just easier if you've got some Bitcoin. Everybody that's you know global like that takes Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and it's an anonymous transaction and so on. Yeah. But now I'll say this for people. While we're talking uh, crypto basics here, I think we can tell people don't worry about this whole concept of mining. You hear the word all the mm-hmm. time, and it's intimidating, and guys get confused, mm-hmm. and they're like, but I don't understand mining. Mm-hmm. I looked into this, so tell me if I'm wrong. We are who are just going to buy Bitcoin with our cash app and then buy things with it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to understand mining. No, mining is a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, if you just want to just use it just to like uh, purchase something or send someone money, you don't really have to focus on mining. That's kind of something that happens in the background. Um, people who get into mining, they it's it's kind of murky. It's more so like uh, they just um, pretty much you know get it to mine coins. Pretty right. Much. So you're yeah. lending your computer processing power yeah. to this giant cloud of mm-hmm. networking to yeah. help them process all the Bitcoin yeah. transactions, which in in turn gets you some Bitcoin as a reward. Mm-hmm. But unless yeah. you're going to really decide you want to do that for a living, I, I wouldn't or something, recommend. You don't. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend mining for someone that's just getting started into crypto. Um, yeah, mining is very complex. It's part of like blockchain technology. So even I don't really know much about mining, so I can't really give advice on that. No, that's great yeah. because we don't want to dig into that for mm-hmm. our guys that like, this is for people like me that mm-hmm. just want to figure out how to get some Bitcoin. Now um, we don't need the other currencies though, right? Well, you have your own currency, I think, right? Uh, no, but I was an advisor for a company called Spain Chain. Okay. Um, right now they have a campsite cost on spank.live it's still in their beta phase and um they're trying to pretty much help the whole adult system payment processing they want to make content selling site they want to make their own exchange so they're trying to help what's wrong with the adult industry um campsites i'm not sure if you're familiar with some campsites but they take anywhere from 20 to 50 percent Whereas uh, Spain Chain, they only want to take 5%. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I'm on StreamMate now, but the thing is I like the traffic that comes to me on StreamMate. Yeah, the, I hear they have a lot of traffic. And the thing is about StreamMate is some people don't like to talk, you know, public chat, whereas they just, you know, just want to go in a room and, you know, do a private. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so you would need Spank Coin in order to purchase... Um, um, cam shows on Spank. Well, right now they're accepting other coins like okay. Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin. Like, there's lots of coins. Um, usually, when I talk about coins, I usually talk about my experience about how it helps the adult industry because uh, I feel like the average person doesn't know what it means to have like your bank close on you or being right. discriminated why you can't use this site or. You know, Google Wallet or PayPal. Some the average person doesn't know, you right. know, and um, that's why it helps like people like me. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people listen to this podcast who are uh, people who want to get in the industry or mm-hmm. people who are dabbling in the industry from outside of our little bubble of Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Here. Mm-hmm. So it helps for them to understand what you have to go through go through as a performer when you're mm-hmm. trying to get an apartment. Or mm-hmm. you're trying to get a bank account or whatever, yeah. or a loan for a car, even. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of times I, ha- I get my fans that ask me how to get started, too. And it is really hard to get started. There's lots of exchanges that like you're saying, like, you're having a hard time, like, buying it. Because there, there are a lot of exchanges, you know. There's, like, Coinbase and, like, there's Binance, which Binance is really, really popular. That's the one I usually use. And um, eventually I hope that uh, it would be awesome if I can pay my rent in cryptocurrency, you know? Yeah. So, um, 
So hopefully that happens. I've noticed that there are a lot of, um, lately there's been lots of companies that are um, trying to like, I don't know if you've heard, but Range Rover is, Range Rover and I think Jaguar is going, is uh, collaborating with a company called IOTA. Okay. Which is like a, it's like an internet of things company. And uh, they're literally, I think what they're trying to do is they're literally going to be having people earning crypto while, you know, having their car and driving it. So that's really, really cool. Range Rover and Jaguar. And um, wow, interesting. Facebook is trying to make their own stable coin. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And there's like, I just read yesterday, there's um, Fidelity. That is, uh, you know, they're going to be allowing people to um, trade cryptocurrency with them. Have we stabilized in terms of prices at this point? Because I was always afraid to get in because it was too volatile for me. I'm a, I'm a very conservative investor. I think I, I, I've been seeing the prices going up. Uh, I think right now we're probably going to be in a bull market with a little bit of, you know, a uh, little bit of dips here and there, maybe, but I would say like you should get into cryptocurrency right now, for sure. I think by the end of this year, it's probably going to be a good year. So see, like I'm happy if uh, if I got like eight percent growth appreciation of my investment per uh-huh. year, I'm good with that. That's a good investment. Uh-huh. I don't like investments that go up eighty percent in three days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I, obviously I would love an investment, <laughs> but yeah. I don't like because if it goes up eighty percent in three days, it can go down eighty percent in three days, and you don't know whether you're buying it when it's at its peak or when it's at its valley. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's. But true. now I feel like maybe we've sort of gotten past that point already with these things, and that now we're able to just get conservative growth. You know, just buy something that's going to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been seeing, like, um, I, yeah, I've been literally seeing that the market has been going up lately. And um, I hope that, I hope we're in a start of a bull market because I've been waiting <laughs> patiently. Well, um, which, which currency do you think is the best investment right now? Um, right now, I would say the safest to put your money in would be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and BNB, which is Binance. Or Cardano. Um, I would say, like, you know, sometimes people ask me. I usually don't like to mention it, but only because, like, I like when people make their own picks. Mm. And I don't want them to be influenced by mine, just in case. But, like, I think Yeah, you don't want them to blame you when it goes down. Yeah, there are those safe ones. But, yeah. I would say, like, last year, um, a lot of people were really into altcoins. Like, there was lots of projects um, that didn't even have... Uh, finish, you know, finish work, and people were worth putting money in them, and some of them like dipped out and just took people's money. <laughs> that doesn't sound. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. Yeah. it's a nightmare. I don't mm-hmm. want that to happen. Exactly. Yeah, so I would definitely tell people to do their own research before picking coins for sure. But those are my picks. I think those are good picks. Yeah. Do you think? And this is the last question on the crypto thing here, but it's like, do you think in the end we're all going to live in the matrix? Is that where we're all headed here? Um, like we'll all have an avatar and you'll log in in the morning and you'll go wherever you want to digitally and you'll do a job that's sort of in cyberspace and then you'll use your cyber coins to pay for it and you'll stop using pennies. You'll never see a nickel again. I I would hope so. I hear a lot of people joke like, like fiat is like, what is that? Like, you know, (laughs) kind of like something that's old. Um, a lot of countries are already like kind of adapting it. So I would say for sure, like we're moving into that world where, you know, cryptocurrency is going to for sure replace fiat. Like I think Ernest Klein's Ready Player One, have you read that or seen the movie? I've seen like Ready Player One has been in the background, like, you know, me doing chairs a lot of times, but I've seen like here and there of it. So I'm... So I'm familiar with the concept a little bit. <laughs> I think it's the future. And like in that movie, mm-hmm. it's about this, this kid, but uh-huh. he goes to a virtual school. He mm-hmm. lives in a very, it's like yeah. post-apocalyptic a little bit. He lives in a poor neighborhood mm-hmm. and, you know, called the Stacks where it's just a bunch of um, 
uh, trailers piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. But he goes to the school with an avatar, mm-hmm. and you can't be bullied by other kids mm-hmm. because of your appearance because yeah. you get to actually choose your appearance. So it yeah. doesn't matter whether you're a fat kid I've or a skinny kid. I've thought about, like, uh, I think augmented realities are a good thing because, uh, like, what's wrong with living in a reality that you enjoy living? Like, why is that would be something that should be even right like why should we even question it if someone wants to live in a different world that they're happy with then we should let them exactly yeah so i think the whole ready player one concept is really cool i I fully support the whole augmented reality thing (laughs) i mean i'm becoming addicted to my Mm -hmm. oculus go headset Mm -hmm. because i can i don't have to go anywhere I can sit at home and smoke my weed or Mm -hmm. drink wine or whatever, put the headset on and then say, well, what concerts are going on today and what, what comedy shows or whatever. Mm. I push a button. I'm, I'm in the audience. I'm looking around. I've got people on my left, people on my right. I can talk to the people on my left and on my right. And then I can watch live the concert or the comedian. And then if I feel like leaving, all I got to do is blip and I'm gone out of there. Yeah. And it's sort of addictive. You know, you said you're a WWE fan when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. They have a thing now where you watch WrestleMania from in the ring and around the ring I and stuff no idea. with your headset on. I had yeah. no idea. Not it's live. Really they cool. have like an abridged version oh, of it. Yeah. But you sit there and you're watching and all of a sudden the guys, the two guys are coming right into the camera and landing on top of you and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, why do I want real life anymore? You, mm-hmm. you know, I'm afraid people are going to stop going out when they have these virtual worlds to go to. I mean, some people just like being home buddies. I like, I like being in my home. (laughs) So I don't think there's anything wrong with some people that might not want to go out. No, there's like introverts and extroverts, right? You know, (laughs) you can be an online extrovert and an in-person introvert. That's exactly what I am. (laughs) There you go. Brenna Sparks. Um, but speaking of that, if you want to get to know Brenna Sparks, there's a way to do it that wasn't available a while ago. It is so exciting, and it's called Sex Panther. Mm-hmm. S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R. So you've been listening to this podcast. You're amazed at how engaging and charming and smart and brilliant she is. Mm-hmm. And you can get to know her and talk to her. So people can actually text with you on Sex Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Sex Panther because... Um Literally, it just feels like um, I'm always on my phone. Yeah. So it's very handy. I don't have to, like, just log on my computer. I just lay down. Someone's like, I want a sexy picture. And they just snap at them while I'm just laying on my bed, maybe, like, watching some YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. So you're at home. Not you, but you, the listener, are at home. And you've had some wine or weed or whatever. And you're just chilling. Now you text a sexy friend in Brenna here, and you send her a dick pic, and you say, this is what I'm at I love rating dick pics. (laughs) There you go. And then she'll rate your dick pic and tell you she loves your dick and send you a sexy picture back. Mm -hmm. And you can do all that on Sex Panther and really establish an intimate, real relationship where you're talking directly to her. So you got to try this. Um, You can get her phone number on there for free. Mm -hmm. So go to sexpanther.com slash Brenna dash Sparks. And check her out. Also, if you're one of the many, many performers who listens to our podcast and you have a bunch of followers and you haven't gotten on Sex Panther yet, shame on you because <laughs> you're missing out on opportunities to connect with your fans. Mm-hmm. So we suggest that if you're a performer, go to sexpanther.com, become a performer. There's a little link at the bottom of the page, really easy to get set up on, and then you can get paid for doing phone calls. For uh, texting pictures and uh, texting videos, I think now. Videos, yes? Uh, yeah, you can send videos. You can send videos on Sex Panther. So go check it out. Again, that's Sext Panther, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. Okay. So, Brenna was a newbie when I met her uh, a year ago or so, but now you're an industry veteran performer. This is so exciting. I know. Um, I would say October would be my third year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think of you as such an up and coming, but I guess you're sort of, you've been you've been around for three years now. Almost three years, yeah. I would say, like, I still feel, like, newish. Is it Compared to, like, other people. Either time has gone by for me, or you've sort of exploded in the last year. I think you've exploded in the I last year. I would say for the first seven, eight months, I've still kind of, like, 
dipping my toes into the industry and seeing like what I'm gonna do with it and you know where I'm at and like still learning yeah yeah so I think that's why it went by <laughs> I would say last year definitely I got um a lot more like you know doing a lot more scenes and yeah. being nominated so <laughs> yeah so suddenly your career has really yeah. blossomed mm-hmm. and also you've moved out of doing just scenes for 18-year-old girls, and now you're doing some middle-type, you know, some not not MILF scenes yet, mm-hmm. uh, but you're doing scenes where you don't have to play a stepdaughter. Yeah. Or all, right? <laughs> well, what advice would you give, so just to yourself, so let's say that you could go back in time using uh-huh. the technology in Endgame. Ha, I gave you guys a spoiler. <laughs> the spoiler alert was officially... I still don't know the spoiler. <laughs> Removed. The spoiler ban was removed on Monday by the Russo brothers who directed this, so it's okay. But let's say you have the technology to go back in time. You go back to Brenna three years ago, and you say, oh, let me tell you, girl, here's a few things you're going to need to know to make your onset experience better. What would you say? Um, hmm. What are some things that would have made my onset first experience better? Well, there's things like when the director asks you to do something that your um, agent didn't notify you about in advance. I guess... Um, I guess it would have helped if I checked out Naughty America's, like, how they shoot. I guess that would have helped, like, you know, because uh, some companies are a little different than others, like Brazzers or Evil Angel, you know, some of them are a little more rough. Or It would have helped maybe if I was to check out their style. Um, let's see... Wait, I'm going to stop you on that because I want to emphasize that with our people because this is something that's never come up uh-huh. on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But it's brilliant. It's important. To check out, like, the company style. Like, um, I'm assuming, like, maybe, like, pe- girls you've worked with, they might not even know what the, like, the style Every is. once in a while we get somebody yeah. who hasn't gone to meanbitches.com and uh-huh. watched the trailers. and uh-huh. it's. I think that's important. It is. I'm- it makes your experience on set so much easier if you have – if you know what to expect. And, listen – If you're a new performer and you're listening to this podcast, if you get booked for facial abuse, let's say, Uh and then you go look at facialabuse.com. Can you imagine you went on set and you're like, like, yeah, I'm going to do the scene. And then, like, you had no idea, like, the roughness. It's a rough place. Mm -hmm. And some girls say, I love it. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's who they want to shoot. But you, it's up to you. Your agent's not going to really do this for you in most cases. Mm -hmm. You need to review it and then decide whether this is for you or not. Because mm-hmm. if not, you can go and have this horrible experience that makes you never want to do porn again without realizing that not every set I've is heard, like that. I've actually heard there was a performer after it, like a thing. She stopped shooting after that. So, yeah, it's very important. Numerous times mm-hmm. over the years. You know, there was a controversy in our industry last year where a performer made a video about, you know, how she was very upset because she'd been treated roughly on set. Uh-huh. And then the producer said, what are you talking about? Here's the video. And it showed, and everyone in the industry sort of cleared her. Uh-huh. But if you watch the video, the guy walks up and starts calling her names and, and punches her under the chin, or he hits her under the chin, which is very painful. Uh-huh. And I think there's a difference because people in our industry uh-huh. go, well, that's just normal roughness. People outside the industry or, 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 or girls who are new in the industry go, that's crazy that you uh-huh. get hit in the face while you're doing a movie. Uh-huh. And it's up to you, the performers, to know in advance, to do your research and decide, well, maybe you don't want to do a video where they call you names mm-hmm. and hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if they say it was just a light tap to the face. It's yeah. like, whoa, it's a fucking hitting you in the face. Well, yeah. And usually, oftentimes, uh, I usually go with the male talent and I tell them, like, my comforts and stuff. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are some other things? Um, what do you bring to set with you? Ah, uh, I like to bring like feminine stuff. I think hygiene is really, really, really important. I can't yes. stress that enough. Yeah. Um, there have been times where I've been on set and I see somebody eating, and it's just like, then we're gonna be shooting, and I'm just like, yeah. eh. like I like to like 
brush my teeth before doing like shooting a set. I like to wash myself and everything, and I like to smell good. Yes, because you know that's a polite thing to do. I know I perform with you. You smell good. You clean. I mean, I appreciate that because my scenes are like like perfume, lotion, brushing yeah. teeth, everything. Yeah, I like it. I, I well, to me, I would hope like they did the same thing. Um, yeah, bring a little bottle of Listerine to set with you, performers. Yeah, or toothpaste. Like, or toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's really really important. Um, also, I guess. I get asked by male, like other like people who want to be in the industry, oftentimes guys, like how to get started. Um, honestly, just doing a quick Google search of like what are some good agencies, and then going through and seeing like who's yeah. in you know their uh, list of their talents. It's not really hard to just do a Google search and see like agencies. Um, the first one I was with was OC Modeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're a top agency, and right now it's Society 15. Little, really, also really a great agency, with. but more of a boutique mm-hmm. where they can give you a little bit more individualized attention. Uh, yeah, I, li- I prefer, like, uh, smaller ones because they do give me more attention, and I like that. I liked OC Melling, too, but they have a lot of talents, and I prefer smaller ones. Right, right. Two good agencies, mm-hmm. but each has their own different yeah, so. benefits for you. Um, so always make sure, like, if you're new, make sure you, like, research the agency. But then again, I always hear this with other talents. Like, some had good experience and some had bad experience. And, like, some just, like, hop around different agencies, too. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. So I see somebody hopping. It's probably not a good thing. If you're on your fifth agency, mm-hmm. there's probably reasons that you were on your fifth agency. Yeah. As a producer, I, I, I'm a little Did cautious. Does this show? Does this show? No, but you just know because just every... like, you know, you, you get an email face, yeah. from the agency and you're like, that's the fifth email I've gotten this year <laughs> from different agencies representing the same girl. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why? Mm-hmm. You can, I, you know, for me, agree, I've been I at it so long, too. I just ask these agents, well, what happened with this girl? And then they tell me, most oh. of the time they tell me we dropped her because she wasn't showing up for scenes. Oh, I never not showed up for a scene. Um, if I had to cancel for whatever reason, I usually do it like in advance like days in advance yeah so yeah. um you bring your own wardrobe to set every mm-hmm. time and yeah here like bring variety like bras and panties for sure heels variety of heels um skirts sometimes tops crop tops a mixture of like glam and sometimes like girl next door you, and you do interracial, or you don't do interracial? I do. You do, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you charge more I for interracial? No, I don't. Okay. I do wish I get booked more for interracial. I don't know why I don't. Um, you know, I'm Asian, and the guy would be black. That's like a double interracial. Interracial <laughs> issue. But I don't, actually. I feel like they generally like book pairing them, like a blonde and like a black guy. Right. At least that's what I think. Uh, there may be something to that. I, I don't... Uh... I don't know. I've shot a lot of interracial stuff in my life. I've never paid anybody extra to do interracial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always just, I'm just trying to make a good scene, mm-hmm. right? So, if But my sometimes... scene is uh, a little more of It should be. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we talked about that earlier, but I think anal, um, you should charge more because mm-hmm. your risk on mm-hmm. s- on set is is more but but, you know that that's the thing that people need to understand if you're shooting if you're shooting for evil angel Mm -hmm. that's all they do is anal so i like anal scenes in my personal life but when shooting for um a set it's a lot different like the cleansiness and what you can't eat you know so yeah it's a lot more like a strict routine I starve myself for every scene. If, I, if you're a male talent, I strongly recommend that you get your bring yourself a chocolate protein bar or something like that, and just eat that, mm. and don't gorge on a big meal right before the scene because you know you want to have nothing distracting you when you're performing. You know that goes for for female performers as well. So um, you uh, have discovered how to make a living in this business as well. And it doesn't necessarily involve working every day. Talk to us about all the things that you're doing outside. When I say working every day, it doesn't necessarily involve being in scenes every day. Um, but it does necessarily involve sort of being a full-time adult entertainment performer. Um, well, so you're doing OnlyFans, for example. I'm doing OnlyFans. Um, I have Sex Panther, a mini vids. 
Um, let's see. Cam shows. I cam. Right now I cam on my free cams and occasionally on the Spain Chain site. I'm a Spain Chain advisor, so I'm making money on that. Um, I also have crypto investments. Um, I only take out some of it a little bit. I bought in some furniture. So, but, I mean, I could take it out, but yeah. really it's more so investments. And... Um, but talk to me about what they can find on your OnlyFans. Like, what, what kind um, of stuff's on there? Let's see. Just yesterday, I just posted a jerk-off instruction video. Great. Two days ago, I posted a, a fuck machine one. I have a fuck machine. Um, a little bit before that, I had, like, a sloppy blowjob. A little bit before that, I had, like, a boy girl. So it's, like, a variety. So you're posting almost every day on there. Um. Yeah, I'm starting to post, like, consistent. Good. Like, there's some people who are making, like, 10 grand... Yeah. Everybody read the article recently. There was mm-hmm. some article they wrote. But yeah, some forms make a lot of money, and those yeah. ones are doing... But it's consistent in marketing. I think those are key, being consistent in marketing it. Yeah. I need to start, like, promoting it more. <laughs> would you recommend that every performer... And, and we're just wrapping up now. We're getting close to the end here. But would you uh, recommend that every performer get a PR agent to, to help build their brand? Um, I would recommend it if they are serious about being in the industry for a while. Um, I would say since being, since having a PR, um, I've definitely been, um, in, I would, I've been in big publications, like big sites, sharing like my, you know, thoughts. Um, I get, I've gotten nominated with her like last year, like, um, 2018, 2019s, um, I've been blasted with, you know, all over, you know, AVN and XBiz, um, been getting more bookings, major companies. So I definitely recommend it only if you plan on being in the industry for a while. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, yeah, building your brand, Mm -hmm. building your name, that kind of stuff. So yours is Erica Mm -hmm. from the Rub PR, one of the best in the business. And, and, um. I think she's helped your career quite a bit. I'm all about building my brands and finding a niche. There you go. All right. Well, what, uh, tell everybody where to find you one more time and tell us all your social media. Um, for Instagram, I'm at Brenna Sparks official and for Twitter, I'm at Brenna Sparks XXX and my safer work is Brenna Sparks zero X. And you're also on Sex Panther. That's sexpanther.com slash Brenna-Sparks. Mm. And if you want to see her My Free Cam shows, you go to My Free Cams. Brenna under dash Sparks. And my OnlyFans, Brenna Sparks. OnlyFans.com slash Brenna Sparks. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Brenna Sparks. All right. So if you are one of our 50,000 subscribers already, thank you so much. Um, if you're not, if you're just listening to this podcast randomly, you can find us on um, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, YouTube, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and and iTunes. So go on one of those. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button because that's how advertisers track us. As I've said many times, don't really care if you actually listen to the show. I just want you to hit the subscribe button so that we can be more successful as a podcast. So please go do that. Go hit it and give us a five-star review as well. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. We'll be back with another episode very soon. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk It All. Yay!